0: Welcome to the Soul to Earth podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Koss, a psychic, energy healer, and spiritual mentor. My intention with this podcast is to walk alongside you on your spiritual path, supporting you in accessing your innate spiritual gifts in an authentic and down to earth way, making the supernatural more natural. Last year in my Facebook group, I posted a question to my members. Have you ever heard about the ley lines that surround our planet? I wanted to know everything I could about this powerful web that encompasses planet Earth. You see, there are ley lines that crisscross around the globe, like latitudinal and longitudinal lines. They are dotted with monuments and natural landforms and carry along with them rivers of supernatural energy. Along these lines, at the places they intersect, there are pockets of concentrated energy that can be harnessed by certain individuals. So one of my members in my Facebook group introduced me to our next guest, Amy Dempster. Amy has a podcast called Following Hawks. She's a shamanic practitioner, a grid keeper, and a spiritual teacher. After learning of this podcast recommendation, I tuned in and was immediately transported into the magical world of spiritual storytelling that Amy offers her listeners. She expertly illustrates her mystical experiences working as a grid keeper, shamanic practitioner, and energetic steward of Mother Earth. She works with her guides to heal the land, connect with ancient ancestors, work with portals, stargates, and timelines to usher us into the new earth. Her online course and community the Earth Tenders Academy is a comprehensive spiritual education experience which supports her students in learning to become light workers and grid workers themselves. She surrounds her students and listeners with a grounded, thoughtful approach to the ancient arts of earth medicine and shamanism. And without further ado, here's my chat with Amy Dempster. So everyone, I just want to say this episode is so special to me. Um, I've been, the person we're interviewing today is one of my favorite people in the New Thought community. I have a million good things to say about her. I'm going to let her say it mostly in her own words, but she is so, um, an extraordinary, uh, soul and she has some incredible offerings. So many good things to say. This is Amy Dempster, of uh, following Hawks and the new and the earth tenders Academy. And Amy, I'm so excited that you you're here on the podcast. Thank you for being oh. here at Soul to earth. So excited. You're here. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you
1: for having me. I'm so excited for our conversation.
0: Oh, me too. So so Amy, you know, you have just this, just made such an impression on not only me, but so many people who find your work connecting with not only nature spirits and all things to do related to our beautiful mother Gaia and earth, but you have an amazing way of sharing and storytelling through your podcast and all your work and, um, everything that you touch, I feel like turns to gold. So I'm really excited to get in and get to know you more on a deeper level as well. So Amy, can you, first of all, hello, hello, (laughs) hello. And then can you just also tell us, you know, like growing up, can you identify, you know, some of the sort of telltale signs of like when spirit was talking to you when you were young and then Tell us then how you moved on to your spiritual path. If you could share that with us, we'd love that.
1: Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because I did, I grew up on a farm. I grew up in a rural community. So I was in nature all the time and surrounded by trees and animals and plants and and all of those things. But, you know, I, I'm not sure I had a lot of really, uh, remarkable experiences as a child that I can look back to now and say, oh yeah, that was for sure. Uh, you know, spirit communicating with me, you know, and, or it was just really a part of kind of what, uh, how I lived and, and what I did every day, you know, and a lot of this communication is so subtle anyhow, uh, especially when we're communicating with the earth that I think we take for granted sometimes how those communications are coming in. And so, know i don't think i was nearly as conscious of it uh growing up or you know in my um teenage years but certainly as an adult as i got further away from the farm further away from you know being in nature on a regular basis i could feel that strong pull to come back and to be um and and really feeling that disconnect for for a long time and in fact uh, a job I used to have, you know, in a downtown city environment, uh, I would walk around the block, you know, multiple times a day, taking a break. And there was a florist shop uh, next door, and they were so nice that to let me come in there <laughs> multiple times a day to <laughs> touch the plants,
0: <laughs> touch
1: uh, uh, yeah. you know. So uh, certainly, I was feeling, you know, the further away I got, the more I noticed that disconnection, and so it really. You know, it happened gradually, but I would say, uh, you know, 2008 was really kind of a big turning point for me in that I started having hawks, like the birds. Yeah, I love this story. (laughs) Yeah, come Closer and closer to me, and in really unusual ways. You know, it wasn't wasn't like I didn't see them on a regular basis, kind of. You know, while I was driving or around, but this was very different, and it was very it was happening repeatedly. And they were coming, just you know, they would fly right up to me while I was out for a walk, or um, they would tap on my window. You know, they would land on the the fence next to my window and kind of tap on the window to get my attention. Um, and it culminated really in um, being in the vet's office one day. And I was just sitting and waiting, um, you know, sitting on the bench in the, in the waiting room. And a woman walked in with a cage that was covered and she carried it in. She said it literally right next to my feet and then went to the desk and said, I'm here with the injured hawk. <laughs> and I was like, how is that what is happening? Yeah. You know what exactly <laughs> this this can't be normal, right? And so Gosh. that was really what um sparked my interest. And and you know, I think it's different for every one of us, right? What what that kind of entry point is, what is it that kind of pulls us, you know, down the rabbit hole, as we might say, because It wasn't, you know, initially, of course, I'm like, there must be a specific message. I have to find out, like, what are the hawks, you know, trying to tell me? And I think really over time, what I learned was, they were just guiding me onto the path, right? They were, they were there to get me to ask the questions and to go on the journey. And so, thus, when I started blogging, why I called it following hawks, because that's what it felt like I was doing was just, you know, I didn't really know the destination, I was just following the hawks. And so, Um, That was really kind of when things started happening and I started kind of exploring this more it's so funny now because on the one hand 20 or 2008 doesn't seem that long ago and on the other hand like there just weren't the same resources like there are now I mean I looked for information online I looked for books I looked for information I could find little things here and there um but but nothing like you can today and nothing like the resources and community and and social media you know access we have to this kind of information um, that, that we do now. And so it really was kind of a long journey and a long unfolding for me over quite a few years. And, and it's funny now, you know, I'll come across a book or a, you know, a resource that I think this has been around for 30 years, but <laughs> I couldn't find it, you know, right, like when I was right. looking. And so I think that was part of the point, right? Like I wasn't supposed to just uh, receive all the answers. It was, it was yeah. really, especially you know, your path specifically. And I can't
0: wait to talk to you about how, you know, being drawn into being a sh- shamanic practitioner. Cause that's such a beautiful dance that you do because I was thinking too, moving into like, if you went into a metaphysical bookstore, say 15, 20 years ago, I don't know if a shamanistic book would pop off the shelf for you. You'd be looking at, you know, the sort of telltale signs of like, learning to manifest, talk to your spirit guide, stuff like that. So how, tell me about when you moved into like, just learning about shamanism. Cause I feel like that is that, would you say that's a big part of what you love so much about you or what you, how you express your spirituality, I should say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, our oftentimes I say you know, it's the method that I use to um, have this, this communication. And, you know, really what happened was, you know, fast forward, I don't know, five or six years, um, we ended up moving to Montana, where we live now. And, you know, I lived in this kind of rural neighborhood, and with lots of pine trees, and I would be out walking uh, regularly in my neighborhood. And I just started receiving messages from the trees. It took me a while to figure out. Kind of where they were coming from and who was talking to me. Um, But, you know, that was really um, when I started kind of receiving that communication in that way. And so that's what ultimately led me to shamanism was just, again, still trying to figure out, like, now I was kind of receiving messages, but I didn't totally know how to interpret them. I didn't know how to really have a two-way conversation. And that was really kind of what led me down this path. And I ended up taking a shamanic healer training program, which even when I signed up for it, I was like, this isn't quite what I'm looking for because I felt I was receiving this message. Like your work is with nature. I'm like, great. What does that mean? <laughs> what am yeah. I supposed to do with that? And so I knew that the, uh, shamanic healer course and, and training was going to be more focused on doing healing work with people, but it just felt like the closest I could find the closest I could get. And it really was, it, it was exactly what I needed to kind of open up, you know, learn how to channel with spirit um, and really allow that uh, flow of information to, to come to me a lot easier. And for me to, you know, ask questions and communicate back the other direction. And so really what I was shown kind of through that process as I worked my way through was, you know, a lot of these methods and a lot of these techniques or, or healing work or, Um, you know, journeys that you might do uh, to work with people 100% work with the land and the spirits of the land. And so it was um, really through that, that my guides and the spirits of the land were able to come through and say, uh, you know, here's what to do now. (laughs) Here's what we'd like you to do. And so that was really the process of kind of how I got onto this path specifically. I love it. There's
0: so, there's so much beauty in it. I mean, really. And of course, I'm going to definitely promote your podcast because it is actually my favorite podcast. I think, and I really say that authentically because first of all, you're such a beautiful storyteller and how much just, you're so just grounded in um, your experience. And then you bring all of us along for this journey. I think that's why I, I remember coming across your work last year, actually one of my people in my community recommended you because of, Red work, which I do want to ask you about in a moment. But um, and, and then I went along and I was like, wow, Amy's just taking us along on this gorgeous journey, which is so authentic and also so grounded. I mean, I honestly making everybody feel comfortable with like talking to connecting with nature and spirit. So so beautiful. I just want to, again, compliment you so much on that. It's such a gift to all of us to be able to be in your world. Um, so, okay, the one thing I want to say is, how did you then, I'm kind of built stacking this a little bit, not really sequentially, but sort of. Um, so tell me about who did you, how did you find your guides? Um, you know, how did that start developing for you, Amy? That, And then how has that maybe changed? But we'll start with that question, I should say.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of that started coming through initially, probably through that shamanic healer training, I, I was familiar with some of them beforehand, but really learning how to journey, um, how to do shamanic journeys, how to go to the, you know, the lower world, the middle world, the upper world, um, and connect with the different spirits that I found there was um, probably the most helpful part. And really, it was through journeying um, that, I probably connected with the spirits that I work with most often. And even that wasn't unfolding over time. You know, it was, um, it was really funny because the spirit kept coming to me as a little girl with big hairy feet. <laughs> I didn't really know why. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she didn't talk a lot. You know, she kind of would just hang out with me. Um, sometimes she would show me things or have me do some specific work with the land, um, with the grids specifically and different symbols and different things that I would do. Um, but she kind of just hung out with me and it really took me um, time or took her time to show herself to me as a bigfoot. And that was really, and when she finally did, I was like, why didn't you just tell me that in the first place? And she said, well, you wouldn't have believed me. And then I thought back, you know, it had probably been maybe a year, two years that she had been around and I thought, maybe I wouldn't have, right? And, yeah. and even at that, it was still probably another year or two of working with her before a whole bunch more came forward and really showed me kind of our connection and, um, and you know, why we work together specifically. So, you know, I have other guides that kind of come and go for different types of uh, work, but I would say, you know, the, the Bigfoots are probably the ones that come to me most. And it's so funny, too, because obviously because I've shared about that and I've talked about it so much. A lot of people reach out to me, you know, uh, yeah. with with Bigfoot questions or, um, you know, experiences that they've had. And so I really kind of come to figure out, you know, there's they're on this plane just like we are. They live on Earth, too. They are very concerned about Earth. Or I should say they're in slightly another plane, but also on the Earth. and so. It's really they anyone who is working really deeply with the earth is just really likely to come across them because they see you and um, recognize that work that you're doing and recognize you as as a partner um, in that work. And so um, it's not as, I guess, weird or scary or, you know, uh, all the different ways that the TV shows <laughs> kind yeah. of. They- to be, um, in that way. So that, that's probably, you know, the guides that, that come to me most often. That's gorgeous. Yes. And of course I have my own
0: Sasquatch story, which I'll share a little bit later, but I'm so, yeah, when, when you, uh, especially because knowing how gentle they are and, how, and then your nature that just, and of course being connected to mother earth and nature that makes so much sense to me. So I love hearing that story. First of all, thank you for sharing that. And then so tell me then how you then moved into getting really that clarity, that lucid clarity about wanting to teach this to all of us and how that's developed. I'd love to know about that as well. Amy. You can share yeah. With.
1: Well, initially when the, um, when I, you know, started working with um, the spirits of the land specifically, kind of uh, through the training program that I was doing, um, they came through and said, "We want you to offer property readings." And I'm like, "I don't know what that is." <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, they said, don't worry, we'll show you. Um, and and they did really. I mean, they came through very, um, very clearly and uh, very specifically of here's, here's how to do um, readings clearing work, healing work with the spirits of the land with a specific place. And so um, I initially started offering property readings, and I did that for a number of years um, before really the message came through that um, I should put this all together, you know, into uh, a, an offering that uh, other people could experience and, and could have that. And, and some of it because you know, not like there aren't plenty of people doing versions of this kind of all over the world, but it certainly felt to me as I was kind of doing one at a time, you know, (laughs) over time, like, could you imagine like what we could accomplish on an exponential level if there were so many more people doing this? And, and this really, you know, this is what our ancestors were doing. They were just naturally working with um, the energies of the earth, the spirits of the land where they live. They were very um, well-versed in, and in communication with these spirits all the time. And so um, it really is a matter of just helping people reclaim that. Um, That birthright and that that right we have as humans to be a part of the ecosystem, to be a part of uh, the whole and to not, you know, we have very much um, othered ourselves and set ourselves outside of nature or outside of all of, you know, what the spirits are doing. And I think in some cases, even when people believe that they're there and they're, you know, it's like, well, they're doing their own thing. Well, yes, but also they would love to work with us. And in some cases, there are things that cannot accomplish without us. And so really, the more uh, readings I did and the more healing work and, and the more experiences I had, the more I just thought, we just all need to be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and so how can I share it? And so um, same thing, just like they did with the property readings when um the message came through about um, doing the course. It was it was very clear and very you know here's what to teach, here's the order to teach it in, here's you know the different modules. It has uh, expanded and changed and shifted over you know the the couple of years that that I've been teaching it, but for the most part. Um, you know, the core of it is really what they showed me from the beginning, so.
0: I Absolutely, and, and please, please, anyone listening, you have to go purchase right now Amy's Earth Tenders Academy, one and two, which is just so comprehensive. And I love how you have formatted it now in the podcast form. I just think you're just so ahead of the curve in that regard. And um, because again, well, I always feel like your magic is in your presence though, but also in your speaking voice. So I just, I love it. And taking it on the go and doing it in nature with your headphones is so incredible, so beautiful. So certainly. So the, the thing I want to ask you about, Amy, which I think is so awesome that you do, I want to know if you can explain to us um, first of all just for this the the, the um, novice like tell us about what the what are the gr- what's the grid system if you wouldn't mind telling us and then um, portals a, biz- a bit about that and then stargates i know that's a lot but um but <laughs> Feel free to do it any version you want, because I think what's so beautiful about what you do is like that's one of the reasons I was I was an early purchaser of your of Earth Center's Academy. And now you've added on the star, the stargates and the portals like, oh, I have to go purchase it now because I have to get these other these other teachings and then working with Bigfoot. OK, I got to get it. So tell us about that if you
1: wouldn't mind those things. Yeah. So, um, so the earth's grid system is it, it's a um, electromagnetic frequency within the earth. And, and technically there's one within the earth and there's another one outside the earth. Um, But, you know, these are things that sometimes are referred to as ley lines or, or something like that, but it's really um, an electromagnetic frequency that, that runs, you know, through, throughout the earth in a grid system. And so, uh, you know, these are things that, again, our ancestors would have been attuned to being able to pick up that frequency in a way, you know, now that we live inside, we sleep inside, we walk around in rubber-soled shoes, we, you know, we're just not connected to the earth in the same way. Um, and it's really easy sometimes to be like, oh, how did people do that, right? Like in Australia, you have the song lines, right? Like how did people follow these, Um, these tracks over hundreds or thousands of miles so precisely. Um, But you can feel it if you are, you know, really um, connected with the earth in that way. And so, and probably you've noticed it and picked it up in different places where, um, you know, a lot of lines are crossing over or some, some of these grids are you know, more energetically powerful than, than others. And so those are, you know, sometimes in places where uh, the, you know, temples around the world have been constructed or, uh, you know, different types of um, energetic alignments uh, have been created in the physical to represent you know what's happening in the energetic so um so that's really the earth grid system i don't physically see them in the way some you know different people perceive them in different ways i get messages from people all the time and say oh i can see them i can see them on the land oh, yeah. um i don't see them i am shown them in my third eye if i'm working on a piece of land that needs work with the grids the spirits will show me oh there's a grid right here and it needs whatever you know and they'll um they'll have me work on the grids and so that was really, that was one of the early things that was coming in for me and that Bigfoot was was showing me was where there were grids in our community that we lived in and um, how they connected and what needed, you know, extra energy or less energy or you know, oh, the energy is being, um, cut off here by this highway that went through and nobody ever reconnected the grids. Can you help reconnect the grid? So all kinds of different things can affect the grids. And, um, and so sometimes spirit will ask, ask me to assist with <laughs> repairing things or, um, you know, just, uh, making them flow better, making them work better. So, you know, that's the grid system. And, um, Gosh, I could go on and on and on. <laughs> you,
0: know, it's, it's <laughs> you should. you could literally do a dissertation on this topic. And, so
1: <laughs> and I still feel like I don't really know that much, right? Like I'm okay. always learning something new or somebody has another piece of the puzzle. It's really um, it can be a, well, it can be a lot to just describe in, in a, a short period of time. But um, but, yeah, there are certain grids that I get called to work with on a fairly regular basis. Um, Sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, I just get sent on the highway um, where the grid is, you know, to drive up and down it for different, different purposes. And, and I think that's a thing that um, we miss a lot of times is, first of all, the importance of us energetically, you know, just working with the land, just being on the land. And I think we get into our minds that, um, that it has to be complicated or that Uh, that there's a lot to do. And sometimes we want to, right? Like sometimes I get a message, you know, oh, can you go out to this lake or whatever? And I'm like, I get my backpack and I put all my things in my backpack. Yeah. I got my singing bowl and I got my crystals and I got, (laughs) right. i got like everything. And I get out there and I sit down and I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do? And then there's nothing like nobody tells me literally crickets yeah Yeah, literally Mm -hmm. which is I think especially when people are learning how to do this work they think I'm doing something wrong or I'm missing something or they don't tell me to do anything it's like but you're doing it they just they literally just need you to show up and bring your physical your physical energetic presence um to this location where there may be some energy work that needs to be done and it happens in a moment and it happens in an instant and all you had to do was show up and so um, oftentimes that's that's what I get as well Is like just go to that spot or just you know take a drive out to that location and then come back and it's just all of it's just happening um, because we're we're physically there. Exactly. It's kind of like if
0: you ever go, cause I did the same work briefly, like in houses where I would go and clear the energy in a, inside of a house yep. and our training. And I would notice, oh, of course the basements always feel like that. And I said, because no one hangs out in the basements <laughs> and that's why we <laughs> be stagnant. You know, it's just like, it is, it's like when you, your presence is simply the energetic code that's needed to clear, which is so beautiful. Although yeah. I love hearing your stories. So especially you have so many great stories. If you guys listen to all our podcasts, she has so many great stories.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes some amazing things happen and oh sometimes gosh. Like, the story is really entertaining or, or I'm given a whole, you know, go here, go there, go do this and that and play your singing bowl and put the crystal over there. I mean, sometimes it is that, but yeah. I, you know, but not all the time. <laughs> exactly. But not all the time. Exactly. Yes. So, there's so many good stories I could go on.
0: So, okay. So, and then tell us about Stargates. Cause honestly, Amy, this is something that like is still kind of new for me. And I think just as a, I would say here, I am a, pretend, pretend, I'm a student, which I still am a student of life, but um, I sometimes get, especially with Stargates, I get this uncertainty of like, am I getting this? Where is it? You know, like I, I kind of don't trust my inner knowing,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: tell, tell us about Stargates as well.
1: Yeah, so so stargates are portals. Um, they're slightly different um, in that you know portals portals can be opened all over the. I mean, all, well, not only all over the place, but really by anyone. And I think this is another thing that we um, we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we're able to do energetically. And so sometimes portals get open accidentally. Or you know, those are the ones I always say. Like, why are all the creepy portals in people's closets? I don't know. <laughs> it's always a closet. Yes, it's <laughs> a closet. Oh my god. Right. Oh, why? Um, yeah. But yeah, but maybe because so, you know, a closet is a small space in your house, and if there is a lot of energy getting whipped up in a space, like a closet, probably isn't where you're going to go um, think of to like clear energy. So I think okay. that you know, probably it's just a spot that energy, just like a basement, is allowed to um, build up over time. And we don't think about clearing it out. And so um, so portals are really, they're neither good nor bad. They just match a frequency. And so uh, when you have a portal, which In many cases, they are where um, grid lines cross over, but they don't have to be. Like I say, they can just open spontaneously in your house with enough concentrated energy. And I don't want to say that in a way that like sounds creepy or people are afraid they're going to accidentally do something like it would have to be really sustained long term, really kind of sad, low vibration energy. Then that's kind of when it can happen spontaneously. Um, but you know, sometimes you move into a house where somebody was doing some kind of energy work that maybe mm, isn't the same kind of energy work that you do, (laughs) if that makes sense, (laughs) you know, highest vibration, maybe not the (laughs) highest vibration, maybe not the (laughs) high, you know, the best intentions, or they just didn't know what they were doing and kind of got themselves into some sticky situations. So, um, you know, you can have kind of portals all over the place that match a certain frequency. And so the ones you tend to find out in nature tend to be much higher vibration because it's just nature in general is a higher vibration and um, will uh, be tended by the nature spirits or by the spirits of the land. And they'll take care of it and make sure that, that things are happening. Not 100%, but most of the time, those are the ones you're going to find just like out in nature somewhere. And so those are, you know, again, the the energies that are able to use a portal have to match the frequency of the portal. So when you have one that's not so hot, you know, it's letting earthbound spirits into your house or it's um, or other random entities that those are the ones that. Um, you wanna find out like, can I close this portal? And if I can't, if it needs to be open for some purpose, um, then you can work to raise the frequency of it so that the you know lower vibe stuff just can't get in anymore. So that's kind of, kind of what's happening with portals. And again, you have to really, um, and this is what we get into in the Earth Tenders Academy because it's like all these layers, right? There's all these different things that are happening on the land. And that's why I cover all these different topics. Cause when you start working with the land, like well i don't understand what a portal is i don't understand how timelines work right so that's why we go through all of that because you you will start tripping across it (laughs) as you start doing work with the land and so you do have to understand like there's all these different kind of timelines happening simultaneously in on a piece of land you have different realms and different um you know uh dimensions happening simultaneously And all of that's happening on the land where you're at. And, you know, some places are more active than others. And so you kind of have to pick these apart sometimes to be like, what's really going on here? What's, What's the real issue? Is this, you know, is this a portal issue? Is this a timeline issue? Is this a dimension issue? Is this a particular, you know, energy or entity issue? And so all of those things are kind of what's going on with portals because that's portals are really just like, Doors. I always say, like, if a vortex is the interstate, then the portal is the exit, right? It's just a way that an energy can move their consciousness in and out, including us. We can do the same thing through a shamanic journey or a meditation. Right. So, a stargate is slightly different in that it's also a portal, right? It's a way in and out of um, this particular plane of existence. But they're much more, they're attached to this outer Earth grid system and they're attached out into the universe or they go out into the universe. So they're the ones that, like, the star beings are going to use to come in or that we can use to, you know, go travel somewhere else if, if that's what um, our intention is in working with them. So, for the most part, they're pretty high frequency. They are um, the ones that I've engaged with. Um, Bigfoot is actually, as a species, (laughs) is actually very involved um, in kind of taking care of them and monitoring them. And so I have one here on the property and uh, Bigfoot kind of shows himself to me almost as like... immigration, right? Right. (laughs) So like, you don't just get to come in here. Um, You have to stop and Bigfoot can assess your, you know, what are your intentions here and stamp your passport and, you know, let you go on your way. Uh, And so, um, so it is, so it's slightly different, um, but you still have to match the frequency to come in. They're pretty high frequency. They're, they're really, Um, much more related, or I guess I should say they've been opening up these last couple of years, just because Earth, you know, through our ascension process has gotten to this place where the collective frequency here matches that enough um, for energies to come to come in and see what's going on here. (laughs) Gosh! So that kind of brings me to a question, which is something
0: I was thinking, actually, I didn't even jot it down, but I thought about it. And I wanted to talk to you about working with galactics and ETs and what, where are you now with, do you have a particular group of, you know, um, higher dimensional beings that you're working with right now that are specifically in alignment with the work that you do, Amy, or, um, I, I, I just would like, wanted to find out, was curious to see where you were with that at the moment.
1: Yeah. They kind of come and go with me. They'll be really active for a while. And then I won't see, I mean, I, I don't think I've worked with any for probably the past, year I don't think I yes. haven't really been around yeah um, they were super active um so you know part of this whole process the last few years has been uh that uh seven portals on the land opened here on where I live and that was part of how I got to understand and know portals Right. <laughs> it right it's wow. just like oh my gosh what is happening what do you need? you know and they had a whole long list of things for me to do and in retrospect it was kind of in advance of um this Stargate system opening, and some of you know, and more beings coming in, and so at that point, those portals were kind of each connected to a different group. So there was like a Pleiadian um, portal, Arcturian portal, there was a Green Man portal, right? Like there were all these kind of different different groups, and their intention was really to open them up to share with each other, and really in advance of hey, Earth's going to open for business, right? Like in a yeah. way that it hadn't been, right? Earth was has really been um, kind of off on its own. And, you know, you can go down all kinds of rabbit holes as to, yes. <laughs> you know, who did it or why or, you know, whatever, you know, there's a million beliefs around that. Um, but Earth really was quite um, uh, secluded in the bigger uh, universal landscape. And so, Uh, we, you know, reached this level collectively where we could kind of open back up, but that meant there was going to be a whole lot more activity. And so um, what what I really kind of understood and sensed to be happening um, with the portals that were here on the land was that it was like the advanced team, right? (laughs) Like some of these beings were coming in to be like, how is this going to work? And they're negotiating between each other. And a lot of it didn't have anything to do with me or, you know, like they didn't have, they weren't necessarily telling me everything that was going on. And it was more like the work that I had done on the land here had raised the frequency to a point that it could hold that energy and it could, it was a safe place for them to do this work. Um, and after kind of we've shifted to the Stargates, which really happened after that, um, what was it called? The Grand Conjunction, right. December of 2020. Yeah, Has it been that long ago now? Um, That that was really when we shifted to the Stargate system. And what I kind of noticed over the course of last year was that the energy from these separate portals kind of like merged into this, you know, this one um, Stargate. And so that's a really long story to say that (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. I love it. Because we need this kind of really grounded explanation. I feel like Yeah. Yeah. And like really I said, explicitly. I mean, there's pieces, yeah. you know, that I'm understanding it, you know, a piece at a time as well, kind of as I experience it and as it happens. But um, but yeah, so there was probably a couple of year period of time where there were a lot of energies coming and going through here, some of them hanging out with me and wanting to talk to me. Um, the Pleiadians for a period of time like really were very active. Um, in working with me. And now it's really quieted down. It's really, you know, like business as usual kind of around here. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I, I haven't, you know, seen or heard from them as much lately, but um, yeah, I, that the Pleiadians were probably the ones like most often that would come in uh, and work with me. And one of the things that they showed me, and, and this is another thing we talk about in, in the earth tenders Academy and is really understanding that a lot of these, what we call guides and a lot of these energies that are coming in to work with us are just us, right? They're just fractals of us and our higher self in all of these other timelines, and so you know, when you stop thinking about them as outside of you and separate of, uh, from you, um, and that it's all you doing this work, first of all, it doesn't feel so scary, right? You're just like, oh, right. this is this is this is why they this me. is why me, right? Like right. sometimes you say, why me? Why do you want me to do this? Well, it's just this is another part of me that already knows how to do it and needs the me that's here <laughs> to exactly. assist, you know, in this plane and this timeline, and so. Um, that was one of the things they really showed me in working with timelines was that I can hand a lot of work off to them because, you know, we do this energy work and with our dense physical body, sometimes it can be really taxing on us. And, you know, no matter how much you want to be the hollow bone and you're clearing and you're just letting the energy run through you or whatever, it's still, you're moving a lot of energy through your body and it's, it can tax you over time. And so that was really what they showed me is like, you can hand some of this stuff just off to us because we can just do it um, easier and, and, and faster. And so that was, um, you know, that was, I think, a, a big turning point in my own mind as to like how all of this works, right? And how all of the pieces fit together. And Now it's just like, well, the me sitting here today may not feel like I have anything to do, but there's lots of me's out there. <laughs> there's like so many years out doing there. all the things that need to be done. And oh so, you know, it just, it, it really, um, you know, kind of makes you feel a little bit more relaxed far as Like there's not, there's nothing I have to be doing. It's fine. It's exactly. all happening. However, it needs to happen. <laughs> the other
0: grown-ups happen every now and then I haven't, really, I haven't really shared this on the podcast yet, but I'm starting to come out with it. I just, every now and then, I'll be meditating. And then all of a sudden I'm on a ship, a craft, I'm, I'm having a meeting with a bunch of people and, I, and they just look at me like, you can go back to your body, you know, <laughs> like, the, like the, the amateurs don't need to be here, but you're fine. <laughs> just go back. And then, or all of a sudden I'll close my eyes and I'm in a med bed on a ship and getting the, getting a crystal healing. And they're like, you're fine. It's okay. You can go back now. It makes you feel so much more, you know, when you obviously, and that's why it's good. You're sharing this. So in such a beautiful way, that's so, um, grounded and, um, with openness. And it just makes it for those people coming in and waking up to these different, you know, things within their own experience that, Hey, it's okay. You know, this is, this is where we are right now in our evolution that we're, we are more than just the life we're
1: living right at this moment
0: in time. So
1: yeah, completely. And I think, you know, I think it's also easy for us to think of some of these other beings as like, oh, they're so smart and they're so advanced and they, you know, whatever And it's just like, they just know different things than we know, and they're having different experiences than we're having. And they can't understand how we're doing what we're doing in a body, right? Like that's like blowing their minds. They're like, you live in all this density and body and you're like, and you can do this like that. That blows their minds. And so we have our own things that are unique and different and special from them and things that they need us to do because we're in density because we're in a body. Um, that, they that just carbon can't. world that carbon world every yeah. time i hear this they say you're carbon based it's that's,
0: that's why it's hard. hard you're carbon it's okay i go yeah it's <laughs> <"This is laughs> you know so funny
1: totally yeah. that's so true and we're the, we're the ones doing the heavy lifting honestly yeah you really yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot that, that they can't do and they can't accomplish and i think that was one of the first questions i even asked when i even just working with the spirits of the land when i was just like why do what do you even need me if you have to come here and give me a whole list of instruction. Like, can't you just do it yourself? (laughs) Right. What do you even need me for? And, and that's really, that's the piece we have to understand is that like, they don't have, you know, we are living in this world where we say, you know, gosh, I wish it would be better, you know, if the water was healthy or if the, you know, um, the land was healthier, you know, all these different things. Well, they can bring all this energy in the, to assist, but then they need, something in the physical to ground that energy in and that's us that's what we do and so um you know we we are 100% needed in the process and absolutely the earth wouldn't be the same I mean could it continue without humans sure but would it be the same and would a big piece be missing absolutely so that's so true that's so beautifully said I really love how you explain that
0: so Amy tell me what you're really excited about going forward because and then I do want you to kind of before we um, close a little bit later i just want to just give a quick summary of what they're going to get if they went when they purchase and they will the earth tenders academy but um and how you support them but what are you as you move forward in your own work, what do you see for yourself and the work you're doing in the next couple of years? Uh, If you could look at it from now, obviously it's growing and changing like anything, but what do you sense?
1: Yeah. Every day is a new adventure, (laughs) adventure. Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, what's really, really interesting and a big shift I felt this year in particular, and, and I'm hearing other people say it too. So I think it really is like The last few years has been this like rapid acceleration for a lot of us, right? Like lots of ascension, even just symptoms in our bodies, lots of, lots of learning and understanding and grasping how all of these kind of esoteric things work. What do star beings do? Why do they, you know, all of these kind of things. And really what's coming in now is like, now, now go do the things right now. Go tend your garden. Now go, you know have your bonfire and talk to the spirits of the land right now, like now be on the land and be in your body and be in this place and live on earth in this way. Right. And take all the things that you've learned. And so it's kind of funny because you know especially after the last few years of talking about all of these big things. Now I'm just like, well, here I am with my tomato plants putting them in the ground, right? <laughs> like got on Instagram. I'm like, what's <laughs> she
0: got planning?
1: What's she doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It. And it is, and it's very um, but it is, it's like we have to the purpose of ascension is not to get out of our bodies and get off the planet, right? The purpose yeah. of ascension is to be in our bodies and on the planet, and so it feels like there's been a big shift this year into really, and I think that's why so many people are feeling drawn to homesteading or they're, you know, putting their gardens in and, you know, thinking about where their food comes from or, you know, the quality of of the water they drink and, you know, the amount of sun they get, right? Like I feel like these are themes that are in the collective right now and that um, people are feeling really drawn to, but I think that's why I think that, We've spent, you know, certainly the last, well, you know, 100, 150 years um, building, doing, going, you know, and, and getting further and further away from the land. And that now it's like, no, now we have to ground that back in um, and we have to be here. And so a lot of what's coming to me and a lot of where I'm going at the moment um, is really in alignment with that. And, um, you know, this last season of the podcast that I'm just now wrapping up was really just delving into, um, our partnership with plants, our sacred connection with plants and, um, you know, how did our, what were our ancestors doing? What, what was happening before, you know, the Romans invaded, you know, most of the, um, you know, European continent and, uh, you know, took people away from um, from the land. And then, of course, certainly that continued around the world uh, as time went on. But what's what's happened and how have we lost those connections and what did we lose when we we're separated from from plants in that way, and so that's really what I've been kind of exploring on the podcast this year. And what's coming through now that I'm trying to figure out like, am I really? How am I going to do this? How am I going right. to tell the story? Oh, if there's anyone who can tell it's you, it's you. It's you. Um, but really, what's been coming through for me really, really strongly these last few months is really looking at how our society. Um, desires and seeks uh land for lack of a better term right that whether it's just us individually saying oh gosh I just have this dream to you know have a farm or I just want to move to the you know to the woods and um but but you know or have a home of my own I want to be a homeowner right like how much of that is driven by um the PR messaging by our government, right? And to have the American dream. But how much of it is way, way deeper than that? And how much of it um, is us trying to fill that void of being removed from the land? And that there is this desire and this need to make that connection, but that what we're looking for isn't quite what we're actually looking for. And that if we understand what we're looking for, we might actually be able to fill that, you know, that hole in us that that we have, you know, from, in most cases, a thousand or more years ago and, and in our ancestral line. Now, the interesting part that's coming through for me that I have to figure out how to <laughs> put all together um, mm-hmm. is that the story wants to be told through a particular um, lineage in my ancestral line. And so, um, because really, and really, you know, the immigrant story, the, you know, removal from the land story goes across, you know, all, all cultures and all parts of the world in, you know, touches so many people's families and lineages. And obviously it's not, you know, some of the story will be unique to me, but it will be, you know, as um, as many, many families have done. And so uh, I'm, I'm working. I wasn't really sure how I would do it. Um, but then, you know, this is how, these are the things. This is how spirit comes through. I kept saying, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to tell the story. I don't know how this is going to work. And then um, I, my parents have done a lot of genealogy research and uh, I came across a mention somewhere. Uh, there is, for a few generations this particular family was part of the mormon faith and i found a notation that that one of the um, instructions i guess for women uh in the faith is to keep a journal and so i said to my parents um where's our family journal how come i've never you know how come our family didn't keep a journal and he says oh no my dad says oh no i have that and it goes all the way back um, to Sweden in the 1500s. And oh so I am, I am now awaiting <laughs> delivery of this journal so I can see. So I felt like, okay, that's, um, again, that's my ancestors and spirit coming in and saying, uh, you have what you need. You just need to figure out how to tell the story. And so... Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing, I think it's going to take me a while, so, uh, maybe look for the next season of the podcast in the fall, but, um, you know, hopefully I can kind of go back and look and see, you know, like where were these turning points in our collective history? Um, and, you know, through my family who was probably following those same kind of historical timelines, um, you know, what was happening and, what were the different ways that they were disconnected from the land and how did that, you know, come forward to who I am today, where I am today. And, you know, this desire to um, to make these connections. So. Uh,
0: oh that that's, is so That's crazy. where I think now I'm going
1: to wait till the fall, Amy. That is so unfair. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like, can I even do this in three months? I don't know. Oh my know. <laughs> God.
0: If there's anyone who can, I'm just saying not to put pressure on you on an earth. Oh. Really magical, magical. That is so incredible and so exciting. And I'll have to tell you sometime. I just had a. I'll have to remember the name of the gentleman. He's amazing, but he did a galactic astrological reading for me. But Ooh. to look at, oh, I'll send you the link. But yeah. I'll definitely refer to it later in the show notes. But he looks at it not from the perspective of Earth and out, but he goes more from an outer way, outer perspective, more from not the central sun, but and then he looks down. But he can often get you into which I blew my mind for me on your lineage. And also like what commonalities were there. And so like, for me, I have this deep lineage, as you know, to the Magdalene's, you know, Rose Priestess and back. Mm -hmm. And in that they're able to like track it back. He actually mentioned to me, said, there's a line here for you with Mary Magdalene and not me specifically, but under that soul name. And I just love the fact that we're going predating all the things that massively disconnected us, Mm -hmm. let's say through patriarchy make, you know, Christianity in that iteration and how you're just saying it swept across Europe and took out all the goddess based pagan religions, disconnected us from our cycles. So I'm, I'm really excited to, I can't wait till you get into this because You're not only going to share that, be amazed for your own journey and all your people, but everybody else. It just lays that grid for us reconnecting in with that wisdom, which is so powerful. Okay. I don't, I do have another question and I, this is so good. I mean, honestly, I I could do like a couple interviews with you because there's, you just so, I love all the topics that you talk about. So please, please, please tell us and all the listeners what they're going to get when they sign up and download your course. And then also how you support your people, which I love how you do it particularly. If you wouldn't mind sharing that, tell us everybody about the Earth Tenders Academy, please. Of
1: course. Yeah. Thank you (laughs) for for letting me share about it. Yeah. So, so the Earth Tenders Academy is, it is an online course. It's self-paced, which is kind of funny because, you know, this is what I found over time as well is that you know, we, we all go down our own paths and our own journeys. And so as information kind of unfolds for you and open, some people want to pause and really explore that for themselves for a while before they come back. And so that's really why, you know, it's once you're in you're you're just in, you're just an earth tender forever. Right? It's yes, not I, like love, a I love, schedule. This, model. I love
0: <laughs> this model. So in alignment with this model.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the, the physically, you know, the way that it's delivered is, is, as you mentioned, it's a private podcast. So basically you get a link, it drops into your podcast player on your phone, and then you can listen to everything, which I felt the same way. Like I have a hard time sitting in front of my computer and just like watching somebody's talking head, you know, yes. even if I'm interested in the content. And I like that I can listen while I'm driving or I'm walking or whatever. And this is so great because you can take it out into nature, especially to do um, the guided meditations and, and those types of things. And so it's split up into two levels, but you get you know the whole thing when you sign up. But um, level one is really much more about the foundation of doing energy work with the spirits of the land, because it is different um, than working with, say, um, if you're accustomed to um, doing mediumship work or, you know, channeling kind of like, um, people who have passed over or angels or that kind of thing. They're in a whole different realm. And then the spirits of the land, the spirits of the land are in the middle world, which is where we live. Um, which is also where earthbound spirits are. It's also where all kinds of other energies and entities are, are at. And so you have to understand how to navigate In the middle world it's not difficult (laughs) as long as you know how um and so i really focus a lot in level one on understanding how that works understanding who you're going to connect with um getting your own energy boundaries you know set comfortable so you know what your energy field feels like you know how to manage it control it um getting your house clean and clear getting guardian spirits to look after your house and just getting to a point where you feel really confident about doing energy work, because I've also found in other courses that I've taken a lot of times, it's just takes for granted, like everyone just kind of assumes that people have a basis for doing energy work. And if you haven't done that, or you haven't done much of it, um, or you've done courses where people just kind of like, you know, they're doing all of the. Um, kind of safety work, I guess you could say, or whatever for you, then the course ends and you're just like, well, I don't know how to do that for myself. So this really focuses on, you know, how, why do we do this? How does it work? Why does energy work even work? Like what's happening to make it, you know, to make something that you do in, you know, the liminal realms actually show up in a physical way in the physical realm. So we get through, all of that kind of in level one before we really move into level two which is you know getting to know the spirits of the land where you live getting to know your ancient ancestors who had earth honoring traditions who can help reconnect you as we're saying you know make that lineage reconnection and and a lot of times people do have it's like those ancient lineages come forward in the, it's oh. not just like oh my swedish ancestors came forward right it's like oh uh Isis came forward right or like Mary Magdalene came forward it's a very much like oh this is a lineage within my family um, that wants to reconnect with me so that's I love that module because it's always really interesting yes it comes through Mm -hmm. um and then we do we go into all the kind of esoteric things we've talked about here as far as that you might come across when you're working with the land so how does time work how do timelines work you know how do portals work stargates um Uh, coming across artificial intelligence, working with the weather, working with crystalline consciousness, you know, building temples on the land, like all kinds of things. There's just so much (laughs) really in there. And so, you know, I know there's people that come in and they binge the whole thing. There's other people that are like, I'm just here for, you know, the portal talk and, you know, um, just get into that. So it's really, like I say, you go at your own pace, you can, um, you know, you get access to all of it when you sign up. There's guided meditations and journeys that go with uh, each meditation so that you can experience that for yourself. And then, yeah, for the support, um, I I host two live calls a month. And so one live call, um, we do a group property reading together. And that's because, you know, the biggest, I think, hurdle most of us have is in um, trusting the information that we're actually getting. Because again, it is oftentimes subtle when you're working with the spirits of the land um, and really believing that what you're getting is what you're getting. So because you're not not reading a human, which is a little bit more relatable at first. Yeah. And then the human can say to you, Oh my gosh, yes, that's exactly right. You know, like, Oh yeah, Yeah, my dad
0: or whatever.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And when you tune into the land and you're like, well, I saw this weird, swirling, wet red spot in the corner, like, I, you know, it, like sometimes it takes some time to, to understand and figure out like how these spirits communicate and what they're showing you. Right. And so what we do in these monthly calls is um, we do a reading where we all tune into one spot together, one location, and then we compare notes. And, you know, it's great because everybody, you know, there's always people who are like, I didn't get anything. And Mm -hmm. then as everyone else is sharing, they pipe back in. They're like, just kidding. I got that. I got that. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't actually think I was getting it. Um, You know, I thought I was making it up. Like I thought I was imagining it. And so Mm -hmm. uh, it really, those calls really help like build your confidence that what what you're receiving really is you're tapped into the energy, you're receiving the information. And the more you practice it, the better, the better that you get at it. So we do those calls every month. Um, and like I say, once you're in, you can come for like, there's people who've been in for three years and they're still coming to the live calls and, you know, some people come to a few and then they feel good about it and they, and they move on. So they're just always there and available. And then, um, the second live call we do is, um, just an office hours call. So you can come and just pick my brain, ask me questions about the course or about your experiences, um, just chat with the other. Um, earth tenders that are on the call and um, and yeah, so we do those two things every month. We have a Facebook group where you can kind of ask questions and do that kind of thing. So, but
0: you've also included now. I've noticed if people want to start a business doing property readings and the like, so that's I a new thing. That. To you. you try to be <laughs> sneaky and not mention it, but I will say, hmm, yeah, I want to. I want to definitely talk to because that's so important. And Amy, I just have to say again, from the from the from someone who has admired your work. Um, I love how your, your business model, because I feel like it's so sustainable and in integrity of how you live your life, uh, which I, you know, I pay attention to these things. I am not a Virgo like you, but I have planets in Virgo and Scorpio. So I pay attention to details, especially notice and <laughs> others and admire that about you. So tell me about that corner of
1: the, the course, because it is included in the course. Yeah, there is a module that is specific about um, like, okay, you've done all this. Like if you would, obviously lots of people take the course and don't have any intention of, you know, offering readings or doing it as a business. But there's also lots of people who either already have an established Um, spiritual practice, uh, you know, or business of some kind. And they're like, I just want to add property readings to my business, or I just want to, or I want to offer this. And and it's also, it's so amazing to see all the different ways that it comes out for people. Because like the way I do it is not the way anyone else does it, right? Like I'm kind of there to guide you and show you so that you can explore your own gifts. And so everybody does it differently. But um, really, I walk people through kind of the basics of like, If you want to do this, like, how do you figure out what to charge? How do you, like, do you need a website? How are, like, how's the basics ways that you can do it? How do you tell people? How do you market yourself? You know, it's all pretty basic because obviously every single one of those topics could be
0: a whole course in and of
1: themselves but mm -hmm. at least get to because I was realizing it was kind of a block for people like they would get to the end and they then be like well I want to offer this but I just don't even know like how what do I charge how do do I promote myself how do I so I added a module that's specific for that so if that is something that you're interested in um, you can do it and I appreciate you saying, <laughs> the, you know, yeah. uh, you know kind of about the model that I'm doing, because it is really hard, right? When you're in, when you do online business, there are a lot of people shouting at you, telling you like how you have to run your business to make the most amount of money or to work the least or to, you know, like whatever. And, you know, and I've been like down those paths and done all the experimenting and, and done all of that as well. And what I realized time and time again, and what I'm brought back to is like, my work is not on the computer, right? Like my work, if I have to sit at the computer 40 hours a week, then I'm not like, then I have no stories to share on the yeah, podcast. I have no experiences like to, sh- you know, to share with students, uh, you know, and say, oh, I've had that, you know, oh, that's happened to me before. And here's how I dealt with it, right? And so my work is with the land. My work is outside. My work is not sitting at a computer. And so I really have had to, um figure out like what is what are the non-negotiable things that have to happen in order to keep a business running <laughs> right yeah, and, yeah. and to be able to support the students and to be able to do those things that are necessary for the business and what are the other things that are just really easy for us to get trapped into and looped into thinking like I have to make you know a reel every day and I have to be on TikTok like everybody else and I and it's like well, that's not, I don't really enjoy those things. And so, um, and I just, I can't be a slave to the algorithm, (laughs) you know, 24 seven, it just kind of is what it is. And some of it I have to be okay with, and I have to be okay that like people like you are going to invite me on your podcast and, and, you know, share, um, share this message with, with other communities and other people. Um, so that, you know, I can get out in the garden and plant plants this afternoon, which is- Oh my gosh, and then
0: (laughs) I could go on and on because I know we have to wrap it up, but I will say, oh my God. And then you're working with plant medicine, and you're having a circle and then just, I know it's like, just give us a little snippet of that. And then we will come to a close with this gorgeous interview. But I do want to hear about that. Cause that, yeah, is, I yeah. Like I guess we so haven't even touched on that. And <laughs> not, and I, and I so would love to go to that. I'm going to, I'm going to put it on my calendar in my head for next year. I hope you do it next year so I can like slate it out. But anyway,
1: tell everybody about that. And then we'll come to a close together. Yeah. Yeah. So um, over the last handful of years, I have started working more with the fungi realm with the mushrooms and I've shared extensively about that on my podcast so you can go hear those um fairly entertaining stories (laughs) um about about that uh but uh last fall I really um started getting I was I have been working with um my ancient ancestors for a number of years but they started really coming through pretty strongly about um really just like getting my tools back, right, is what they kind of keep saying. And um, getting back to, you know, tools that I had either from their lineage or from, you know, lives lived in that timeline or, or whatnot. And one of those tools and one of the, the um you know, medicines that they worked with was the Amanita muscaria mushroom, which up until that point, other than being familiar with it, you know, that's the red one with the right, the white dots that you, you know, mm-hmm. see everywhere—the fairy tale mushroom, the Alice in Wonderland mushroom. Um, that uh, you know, I hadn't worked with it; I wasn't familiar with it; I hadn't, you know, found it on the land, and so through. Through a journey with my ancestors on another kind of mushroom, um, they told me, like, you're going to be getting this mushroom back. This is coming back to you really soon. And and it did really, like, unfolded very quickly. Um, This mushroom has a lot of stigma attached to it. If you look on basically any field guide or do a Google search, you'll be told it's toxic, it's, you know, poisonous, et cetera, et cetera. But it has a history of 4,000 years of religious use and like probably somebody would have stopped taking it over the course of 4,000 years (laughs) if it was poisoning people. So, um, you know, I got connected with or learned about um, a woman who, a beautiful medicine keeper for this mushroom. Um, she goes by the name Amanita Dreamer and mm-hmm. has done uh, a lot of research and a lot of, um, has really kind of become a collector of information uh, about this mushroom. And I started working with it really on a more like a microdose kind of um, basis at the beginning of the year. And my ancestors in this mushroom would like not quit. They were in my dreams every single night, night after night, after night, after night, showing me that I needed to hold a ceremony here on the land um, with this mushroom in community. And I just thought, I don't know that I know enough about this mushroom to do such a thing. You know, that just sounds like I haven't journeyed with it enough. Um, to host a whole, you know, group of people right, to do the right. ceremony, and so I reached out to Amanita Dreamer and asked if she was available to host a ceremony, and she said yes, absolutely. And so she is coming here to Montana, um, to the to the land here, to facilitate a ceremony. So I'll get to participate in it like everybody else, and uh, she's done many of these ceremonies and has been working with this mushroom for quite a few years. And so that is on July 8th. There is, as as of today's recording, we have five seats left for that around the fire. Um, And yeah, so if anybody, actually my, I have an interview with her on my podcast that's coming out next week when we're recording this. So it should be out when you um, release. Um, Listening to this podcast, you should be able to go hear our interview if you just wanna know more about what this mushroom is, what it does, why you would- why you would want to be in ceremony because it's very, very different. And it's, and it is a way to work with your ancient ancestors. It's in a way that they worked with, um, this mushroom and this mushroom really has a long, long history of, um, helping us co-create and helping us manifest the world that we want to live in. And so I'm really excited to, to oh have my this gosh, journey. So, so
0: beautiful, Amy. Yeah. So that if anybody's so hearing beautiful. this
1: and feeling like, They've got to be here for it. Um, yeah, there's a couple spots left as
0: of right now. Okay, we'll definitely put the link in the show notes. And I mean, I could go on. A plant topic. We can't to do that for another episode. But Amy, I just want to thank you so much. Like you are for me, I consider you one of my mentors. And on so many levels, but also just being so authentic and true to how, living in this crazy time that we're finding ourselves in, and being so connected to our gorgeous planet and all that she offers us, and being. Being in celebration of her and being one with her. So, thank you, thank you, thank you, first of all, for being here today, but also for the work you do because you're really a blessing. And I'm going to get emotional, but I really love you. I really love you so much. And I'm so grateful for your work because I know how much you're doing. So,
1: thank you. Well, thank you for having me and for sharing this message with your community and for being an earth tender and Yay. yeah, it just, yeah. Thank, thanks. I mean, it's yes. my gratitude as well to share this with, with you and with so many people. So
0: All right. You. Well, listen, sending you lots of love. All everything will be in the show notes guys. Don't worry. So all the links to Amy's gorgeous offerings and who she is, you can find her there. Earth tenders Academy. Thank you so much, Amy. I'll look forward to speaking to you soon and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you. You Thanks, friend. Take care. Bye. Bye.